Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturay, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I'm joined by my very humble co-host, Craig McDonald. I was just reading... um, reading some suggestions to the podcast and someone wanted to Craig to talk more about something, some topics. And he was, you know, thinking he was also awesome. Mr. Craig. Yeah. yeah. Modesty is one of my awesome traits as well. <laughs> uh, back. Oh, so hey. today we, so today we thought we'd do a podcast on um, the importance of trust and patience in the journey. But before we get into it, uh, just a little reminder, if you're new here or you're not new here and you've just been doing nothing for a while and not taking any action. Um, just a reminder about our seven day eat more train less get results challenge. So we created this program so that women, I guess, could dip their toes in the water and, you know, you know, get a bit better understanding of what this eat more train less get results is all about. So, you know, I think it really um, just covers all of the basic principles that we teach in our programs and that we teach clients in our in our programs. Um, you know, we talk about the metabolism and the importance of having a healthy metabolic rate and how you can improve your metabolic rate. You know, we teach you about strength training, about the foods that support good metabolic function, um, you know, nutrient-rich, easy-to-digest foods, and that doesn't mean plain, boring, bland broccoli. So, you know, I really feel like the challenge challenges a lot of what you think you know about nutrition because it really did that for me. We teach you about strength training, energy balance, tracking, macros. You know, we've got food lists. We've got meal plans. Um, there's a great community that you can get support from and, uh, you know, exercise video library along with the training programs. And then you get four access to actually eight coaching calls. So over a four week period where you can jump on and chat with myself and Craig and you get all of it for 27 Australian dollars. It's a one-off payment, lifetime access. So, you know, if you're new here or you've, you've been sitting on the fence and doing fuck all and you've, you're thinking that it's time to jump in. Um, I'll pop the link in the show notes and uh, I highly recommend that you start there. It's a really, it's really good, really affordable too. Um, so yeah, let should we, should we dive into actually one more update? Cause people always ask me about this is um, I've booked the, the, I think I talked about this on previous podcasts. So I booked the lift, the boob lift. Um, and if you haven't, people always ask me, oh, why did, why did you guys decide to end up, you know, stop stopping the, t- the trying for a baby? So I've recorded a podcast on that, so I don't have to go over the whole bloody story again. Um, but I got my boobs out, my implants out about 20 months ago. Mm. And now that I've been training more and I'm leaner, my boobs just look like spaniel's ears. So I've decided to go <laughs> and get a lift. And I've been sitting on the, I've been sort of thinking about it for a while, but really sitting on the fence because I, to be honest, was and I talked about this in the last podcast, bit bit of fear of judgment from people. And then I thought, oh, he gives a shit, Kitty. You know, you should do what makes you happy. So book that in. It's in a week and a half. So the 6th of October, by the time this gets released, it'll be like a couple of days away. The only annoying thing is that it's six weeks off training, which is which is a bit annoying, but that's all right. It's yeah. easy to build those numbers back in. That's back actually up. the so worst I'll- part for you. It is the worst part is because I do miss training and I was just really getting, you know, all my lifts were going so well and I was building them up. But then I had two weeks off because I was sick and I had a deload. But anyway, such is life. And, you know, you're lifting for life. So it's never, it's never ending. Yeah. Um, and I'll document the whole process and what happens and my 
post-surgery recovery protocols and supplements and what I'm doing. So I'll, I'll follow me on Instagram and I'll document um, all of that and share it with you. So anyway, that's the update there. So uh, patience and trusting the process, mm. Craig. Yes. It's a good question, actually. So I, I think uh, if we take it from the perspective of you actually signing up for coaching. Um, so I think it's one of these things where I can hear you clicking that fucking bowl. From oh, sorry. Here. I'm just, I'm just, I just train. So I'm eating. <laughs> I'm so loud. I don't, you're just like, oh my I don't God. know if anyone's ever picked this up before, but, but Kitty is uh, as subtle as a fucking bull in a china shop with everything that she does, <laughs> including in this situation. I'm, I'm about 20 feet away and there's two walls separating us and I can, well, hear, can hear it, it obviously the because microphone. the microphone. Yep. No, I, no, but I'm, I'm hearing it through the wall. Like you just going clank, 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 clank. I've got to get every little morsel out of this. <laughs> well, this is a pretty incredible yeah. post-workout meal. I've shared it on Instagram. Got to get onto this shit guys. It's like Baramba low fat cottage cheese, high protein cottage cheese. So it's really hitting mm. that protein target, rice mm. pudding mm. and raspberry jam. And it is the shit. Honestly, it tastes like, raspberry mm. cheesecake and i actually mm. found it by accident because i ran out of greek yogurt so i used the cottage cheese and i bought raspberry jam by mistake what a great fucking mistake though unbelievable <laughs> anyway sorry i'll stop scraping <laughs> stop scraping the bowl Shut the fuck up with that bowl <laughs> continue great <Okay. Greg. laughs> okay. so so yes yeah, so i think um if we approach it from the the point is that you've signed up to a coaching program when you do this, there has to be a level of I'm giving myself to this person and I'm going to follow what they say, right? Often, a lot of times, not not too much, but often, you know, if people will come in with the perception of this is what I believe, this is how I believe things should be done, you know, and, and they often will challenge uh, a coach because they're like, well, no, I don't agree with that. And this is how I would prefer to do it and whatever. And there's often quite a bit of wiggle room in, in regards to when we're thinking about nutrition and training, you know, like it's at the end of the day, there is a calorie range, you know, that's reflective of the goal that you want within that calorie range. It needs to be hit by the three macronutrient targets. Those macros need to be based on, you know, your protein needs to be based on you know, how much lean body mass you have, your carbs, you know, based on how active you are. That's just generally will fill in the gap and, and allow your, your meal plan to a little bit, be a little bit more palatable, but ultimately how you hit those targets and with what foods is generally a lot of wiggle room around that. But it starts to become, you know, issue when someone just goes, no, no, that's too much protein. That's not going to work for me. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. Your goal is reflective of, you know, for most people coming to our program, you know, body composition change, putting on muscle, losing fat, there needs to be a minimum threshold of protein that you must hit. And often some people are like, well, that's just not going to work for me. And it's like, well, then I can't guarantee the goals, you know, that, that you want to ultimately achieve. And that's just kind of one example, but there has to be a level of compromise there where you're going, okay, well, I'm, I've given money to this particular person. They're going to work out the plan. I could then like obviously ask the questions and kind of get clarif clarifications on things. And ultimately, if you don't know things to then, you know, continue to ask those questions. But at the end of the day, and I, and I say this with, uh, I say everything with love, but I say this one with love. Uh, nothing fucking gets on my goat more when a plan has been laid out very specifically and agreed upon 
and then the person doesn't do it and then they go why am i not getting a result i feel like getting my pen and stabbing me in the fucking eyeball when this happens because it's like what you're asking is we've got a very specific plan based on your goals everything that we went through in the onboarding call and broken everything down we then need to see because at the end of the day when we put together you know the food and 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 the training and like how many steps you're doing and all these sort of stuff those goals it's it's a hypothesis there is no there's no perfect macro split there is no perfect to get you to exactly your goal there is a bunch of principles that are utilized in order to go, this is what makes the most sense based off you as an individual for where you want to go. So therefore, what we need to do is test this for the next two weeks. That's generally how we like to do it. We, we you know, take your body weight every day. At the end of the week, you do a check-in, work out that week one's total body weight averages. You do that with your measurements. You do it again for week two. And then based off your initial starting weight and measurements, we then have two weeks of data based off the fact that you have been adherent with your food, you've been doing the training and you've been doing the steps and you've, you know, made a bit more of a conceited effort. If you're somebody who likes to drink a bit more alcohol and you've cut that back, started getting a little bit more, you know, sleep at night, you know, maybe getting a little bit, something you, you're, you're trying to make, you know, some uh, progress towards, you know, all of those things being ideal as possible and then at the end of that two weeks, the, the things that we ultimately can objectively measure is ultimately how much food you're eating, you know, how many steps you're getting per day, and then the training that you're doing. And then that's going to give us a really good indication of going, okay, this amount of food, this macro split, you know, this amount of steps, this training has produced this result. Is that result in line with what we're trying to achieve? It's a yes or no question right? You know, if your, your goal is weight loss, body composition, did your weight go up? Did it go down or did it stay the same? Did your measurements change? You know, what are your photos looking like? And then we look at the subjectives, you know, what's your sleep been like? What's your stress? You know, what's your digestion been like? What's your energy? What's your, all of those things paint a very particular picture of this is what the hypothesis was, this much food, this many steps, whatever, and it's produced this result. Then our role as a coach is to look at that data, interpret it the best as we can and go, okay, Karen, everything's working exactly uh, as we thought. We don't need to change anything. I need you to keep going for another two weeks, right? You know, and obviously we would address other things, but that's, you know, ultimately what we're looking for. Does it, does the plan need to change? Yes or no. If we didn't get the result, then we need to ask the questions why. First thing we always assess is food. What's, what's your food accuracy like, been like? Has the adherence been on point? You know, are you prepping your food? You know, doing all that's generally the biggest thing where most people kind of go wrong. Then we can kind of look at the steps. Are you actually increasing that activity or the steps or whatever we've, we've laid out? And have you actually done the training? What's your training been like? Let's have a look at your videos. Let's have a look at your training numbers and see where you're starting from. Like all of this is all objective data to then give us the best assessment on what needs to happen moving forward. But the simple thing is, is that coaches aren't mind readers. All right. We have the data that we look at. We use that data to, to, to interpret and make the best uh, decision on how to continue to progress forward. If that data is inaccurate, however, then the reality is most of the time our response is, okay, and in 99% of the cases it always comes back to food, okay, I'm going to need you to be more adherent with your food so I can really see how many of these calories 
you know, is, is actually going to work? Do we need to make an adjustment there? Like, can you do this for the next two weeks? And then, you know, we need to work on the, uh, on, on your meal plan or just, you know, maybe come up with a better uh, food structure for you and what you like and, and how do you enjoy it? We try to set that up on the first onboarding call, but the reality is we have to put this structure in place because you're just, you're a science experiment at the end of the day, right? What works for some doesn't work for others. What works for me may not work for you. So we need to test, we need to test and measure and go, okay, this is what we're going to have to change or actually we don't have to change anything. This is what we do. But most of the time when things don't work, it's generally going to come back to food. And if you can't be adherent with that food or the training, then ultimately all we can do is go, look, I just need you to stick to this so I can see. And often people are like, well, I've been sticking to this for like six or seven weeks now. And I'm like, but you haven't, you've kind of half been doing it. Your food logs are all up and down. You're still drinking alcohol. You do it. Can we, do this can you just do this even just for the next seven days and a lot of the time that back and forth uh, a lot of time for for the coaches is just trying to work with the client to just go okay can we just work on hitting your protein target can we just work on you know you hitting this meal structure for just even the next few days can i get you to do some food prep and when you spend a lot of time certainly as a coach trying to do those things and, and i totally get it for sometimes like but people just need a lot of help with that because you know they they have no uh, real understanding or concept or we're ultimately trying to fundamentally change the behaviors of a person. And that can take a lot of time, but all that time that we spend sort of doing that is ultimately taking away from the objective progress that the person originally signed up for, which was to lose weight, body fat, you know, change their body composition, put on muscle, et cetera. So it's really, really hard when time continues to go by and the person's like, I'm not actually changing. This is, this program's not working. And the coach goes, yeah, but you're not actually following it to the level that I want. And then they want to argue about that. So don't be that person. Take extreme ownership for the work that you're not doing and work with the coach to ultimately improve those things that are ultimately going to get that result. Because at the end of the day, when you say to yourself, or you believe in yourself, I'm actually, I feel like I'm doing enough work and I should be getting a better result the result will happen as a reflection of what you've been doing. You know, for a lot of us, for myself and the other coaches, it isn't our first rodeo. We've been doing this a long time, right? And like I said, a lot of these, the principles that we work towards is, is not even our, like our own opinion. Like it's, it's, it's based off, you know, scientific data of studies showing it's like, well, this is how much protein you eat. This is how many calories generally will be in deficit. This is how we work it out. This is how many sets you need to be doing with your training split per week. Like all of it is, is based off evidence-based. And obviously we use our own anecdotal experience and then the judgments of the person who we're working with to try and come up with the best plan that's going to work for you and your constraints. But if that's just not adhered to at a basic level, the greatest plan in the world won't work for you. And there has to be a level of responsibility from the client to just go, yeah, I'm not doing these, but this is what I did right this week. And this is what I'm going to work towards next week. If it's that type of communication with a coach, everyone's happy because it's like, yep, that's really, really good. Uh, you're working towards this. Okay, cool. Let's make that our focus for the next week. Let's do this. And then there's a really good harmony back and forth. When the person just goes, this isn't working, blah, blah, blah. I've done this. Why did this? How's this? Why, why can't I have this? They ask a million questions, but they often just don't want the simple answer of, listen to me. I just need you to shut the fuck up and just follow the plan that I laid out so I can actually see what is working because you're asking me for an answer that, that is impossible to give you 
because it's not based off any accurate data or anything objective that we can measure. It's based off your perceptions and your feelings, which at the end of the day mean absolute jack shit in the, in the big scheme of you ultimately needing to lose 10, 15, 20, 25 pounds, et cetera. We need objective data to be uh, exactly where we, it needs to be on point to the point where we can actually assess it and make those decisions moving forward around what needs to come next. I think, I think too, Craig, that like, you know, and this is just a good example. I was chatting to a client uh, last week. She's been in the program four weeks. She's in her fifties. And um, she was like, you know, Kitty, I, I, I've been, you know, just started basically four weeks is not long. Right. And she's probably, when I, um, when I signed her up into the program, you know, she's been doing diets for 20 years, Yep. You know, did, did low strength capability, low lean muscle mass. Mm-hmm. And, and this is quite common and I get it, but, you know, she was saying, you know, I haven't seen any change in my measurements, um, but, you know, I've only been in the program four weeks and there was nine days where I didn't track consistently because I was on holidays and I found it too stressful. I'm like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine to have the holidays and just eat mindfully, but you have to remember that it's only been four weeks and you've been doing what you've been doing for 20 years and you haven't learned how to lift yet. You know, you haven't been hundred percent consistent and you're wondering why you haven't said, you've got it. Like think about it logically. I've been doing what I've been doing for 20 years and I'm wondering why I haven't seen drastic changes in four weeks. Like it just, mm. it's not, doesn't work like that. You no. know, like you ha- like I look at the best transformations in our program and I say to women, 12 months, mm-hmm. 12 months, especially if you've come from a background of, I haven't lifted before. So I've got yeah. low amounts of muscle and yep. I don't know how to lift and, or, or if you've got like menopausal symptoms. And I think too, you've got to like, at some point you've got to ask yourself, so, so many of the women that I speak to, and I'm just, uh, this is their words. This is, this is the words that the women use when they speak to me on calls. It's not me saying this. When I ask them how they're feeling about where they're at and, you know, what are their goals and how it's affecting their life, it's pretty bad. <laughs> you know, like yeah. women say to me, I don't want to have sex with my husband. I'm so exhausted. I'm sick of these shit menopausal symptoms. You know, I'm so tired all the time. I'm obsessed about food. All I think about is food. You know, I hate how I look, but then when you ask them to track their food and get a bit consistent, it's too stressful and I can't do it. I'm like, but isn't it more stressful constantly thinking about food and hating your body and not having sex with your husband? You know, I'm like, I, I think at some point you have to, the, the, the pain of staying the, the same is got to be greater than the pain of change. And if you stop fighting the process so much and stop looking at what am I missing out and start it, start looking at it, okay, great. Like, when I eat and track my food, I'm fueling my body and I'm sleeping well. And my energy is really great and I'm fixing my menopausal symptoms and I'm building this body that I want, yep. you know, instead of constantly just destroying it. And I think sometimes you've just got to like, the, and, and remember too, that this has, this is going to take time. You know, the less consistent you are, the longer it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I truly believe in slow, sustainable progress. But what annoys me is when women go, oh, I can't be consistent, but yet I'm still pissed off that I'm not where I want to be. I'm like, well, take fucking ownership. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like you were the, you were the one who was responsible for where you are in your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Circumstances will make it harder or easier, but you can either stop whinging about it and just get on with it and take ownership and move forward and accept mm-hmm. again, slow progress is good progress. Yes. And, you know, look at other things too. Like, I, and I think this is a real positive, like I saw a client posting in the Facebook group saying, 
you know, even though I haven't seen a huge amount of change yet, because it's only been five, four or five weeks, whatever it is, I went away on holidays and I was able to eat the food and eat mindfully and feel good and not binge drink. And I came back from holidays like the same weight. And I'm like, that's a massive win. Yeah. That is like 20, 30 years of of the same behaviors and stressing about food and holidays. And you've gone away on holiday and actually enjoyed your food mm-hmm. <laughs> and not stressed about it and had a great time and come back feeling good. I'm like, that is massive. So I think sometimes too, you've got to remember, like it takes time to change behaviors. Yeah. It takes time to now have it. It's like the body composition is the last thing to change, mm-hmm. but you have to ask yourself, am I happy how I am? And if it's not, you've got, it's black and white. <laughs> It is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. doesn't mean it's not going to be challenging along the way. But when you commit to becoming this person because you're tired of feeling like shit all the time, you're tired of not sleeping, you're tired of obsessing about food, going all in just means that doesn't mean you're perfect, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's going to be quick, but it just means you're committed regardless of what happens along the way and the mistakes that you make because you will make mistakes. Yeah. But you have to be realistic about the progress that you can make because – You've done it before. Any any woman who's listening to this, including me, has done the dumb shit, has done the restrictive diets. Like it never, ever ends well. Like it's never sustainable. And it's like how many times do you have to keep doing the same thing mm. but expecting a different result? You know that that doesn't work. So you just have to go accept that this takes time. Yes. But it's sustainable. And the changes, like even though they're slow, like who cares if it takes a year? If you can get there and then sustain it for the rest of your life, isn't it worth it? Mm. It's surely better than continuing to do 12-week challenges and dieting the fuck out of yourself and feeling like shit, looking in good shape for about three days and then, you know, a week or two weeks or how long you can sustain it, which isn't long, and then binge eating again Mm. and rolling right back to where you started. And none of your symptoms are improving. So I think, you know, you've got to have those hard, honest conversations with yourself and be honest. And like, you know, we, we're not the sort like, we obviously care about our clients, but we're very direct and like, we're not going to molly coddle you because everyone else does that. And everyone else will sell you the quick fix and tell you it's okay. You don't need to be consistent, but you need to be consistent most of the time to see the changes. But once you get to maintenance or a place where you're, you're building muscle, it's a lot, you can have more flexibility. So like, you know, now I'm just gradually trying to build muscle now. It's not like a super massive you know, 100% focus because we've sort of, we've actually been socializing a bit more recently, Craig and I, after we sort of stopped deciding to have the, we, after we, we decided not to have a baby, we were a bit more like, oh, let's get out and do a bit more shit because sometimes we can get a bit like focused on our work and we, you know, like work all the time. We're like, oh, let's get out and socialize a bit more. So we've, we've you know, I've been having a bit more drinks than I usually would, you know, eating out more, but we've managed to maintain our weight. Like mm. our body fat hasn't gone up. You know, so like I track my food during the week. I've tracked everything out today. I know what I'm eating. But on the on the weekend, didn't track at all. The whole weekend just ate. Yeah. So it's like once you get to that good place and you're strong and you've, you know, you've got health, you're healthy and, you know, you're at maintenance or building, it, there is more flexibility, but you've got to do the work to get there. Yeah. And I, and I, I think just coming back to that point, you know, it's, it's, it's always easier to create a, a clearer path with detailed data. You know, and that's why I'm so adamant and like really like, you know, passionate about people learning how to actually track their food and load their food because it creates a lot of habits around preparation and, you know, going to sh- going and doing your shopping, you know, the, the same time every week. And when you do your food prep and having that food 
available for when you do get hungry and you know when you do need to eat that you're not then just going oh you know because a lot of people just go I, I get stressed out tracking my food and i'm like well generally in my experience the people that are getting stressed out by tracking their food are the ones that are taking a reactive approach to their nutrition they're not planning they're not at the food they run out of food and they're like oh what, what have I got in my kitchen or, you know, what is there at work that I can buy? Oh, now I've got to try and track it. And it's all, you know, I, I, I don't know if this is accurate or that food, that particular food's not available in the food tracker. And it's just like, when you look at a lot of the people uh, that get the results, like they're meticulous with having all of that stuff already done and being prepared. And it saves you so much time. And I will always argue black and blue when someone says, no, but there is there is studies to show that food logging and, and being particular with your food actually causes more eating disorders. And it fucking doesn't. The data doesn't say that at all. Believe me, I've had this brick wall thrown at me a number of times. It doesn't say that. It does say that if you already have an established eating disorder, yes, in that case, yes, you shouldn't track, but you that shouldn't be the focus then. You're working with, with, with a professional else. to, yeah, to yeah, work yeah. on that absolutely but if that is not the case then no the data doesn't say that the data clearly states that the people that take a proactive approach to their nutrition and establish the habits of prepping their food you know buying the food eating the food sticking to what they've got always start to see the 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 issues that were plaguing them previously start to dissipate because they're, they're focusing a very structured plan structure doesn't mean uh, that it's that it's bland or it's it's boring or it's restrictive. Like structure is what enables you to actually reach your goals. Like that old saying, you know, if you you, you fail a plan, you plan to fail. Like where do you think that comes from? That comes from any successful person who has achieved something. You don't become a great guitar player by not learning you know, all of the different scales and the notes, like you're just going to pick it up and just randomly play stuff that, that, that no great player has ever been able to do that. Believe me, I used to be one of those guys who didn't work, right? You have to put the time and the effort to learning the things that actually take you from being, you know, a really low level guitar player to a really, really good level guitar player. And and and, and with nutrition, like Kitty was what, what she was referring to. She's like a black belt now in in nutrition like yeah, so like where to establish so it's like when you're starting you're starting from being a white belt you can't then just expect that you're going to have this skill and whatever and a lot of people will throw in the towel because all of a sudden i've got to start changing all of my habits and i'm like yeah but it's those habits that you've established that have got you into the shit fucking spot in the first place yes you have to fundamentally change what you're you're doing and you're living but it's all of these fundamental changes that are going to see you be optimized and you know vibrant and, and actually feeling the way that you ultimately want to like the as kitty said the body composition all of that stuff comes as a result of all of these things that you're doing every single day they don't happen by a couple of efforts they happen as an accumulative effect of the amount of things that you're getting right over an extended period of time so if you get to that extended period of time and you haven't made much change and you still feel like crap and you still haven't lost the weight or put on the muscle then it's a direct reflection of how accurate and how well and how serious you've actually taken this process. And a lot of people don't want to admit that. Like they don't. And I'm being honest about this is that I've had enough clients over time. They're just not willing to take responsibility of their fucking actions. And it drives me fucking bonkers. Like it's just, you're demonstrating to me that you weren't serious and you would rather fucking complain about how hard it all is as, as opposed to just shutting the fuck up and just getting on with it. So calm down, Courtney. 
No, I won't fucking calm down. The lady, the lady who suggested we do this podcast did say that Craig, she wanted a Craig rant. But I think you've just, I think sometimes you've just got to get out of your own way. You know, like you've just, you've got to ask yourself. You've just you know, got like to said, stop making excuses. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, care. Like people go, you don't understand my life. I don't give a shit about your life. He, he does. He does care. That's not, that's not true. Craig does care. But. I care too much in, in the aspects of where people are trying to actually achieve something. But at the end of the day, if you're using the, the constraints of your life as, as a way to then in, you put that energy onto myself or to a coach and say, well, this is your problem. You need to deal with it. Fuck off. It's not. Well, I think, I think you've just got it. You've got to ask yourself, like I always say to clients and I'm chatting with them, look, if your job's not changing, your life's not changing, you have to get resourceful and you have to ask yourself, okay, how can I eat well? How can I fuel my body? How can I make time to prep food? Because doing that stuff is going to make you feel better anyway. It's going to give you energy, you know? And I think if your life isn't changing, then you have to just, you have to find a way or you have to change your life. And sometimes you might have to, you know, say no to things or cut something out or just realize that this might be a bit more of a stressful period. But if it is actually eating food and doing some sort of exercise is going to help you cope with that, with that stress. So, you know, I, I feel like it's not from a lack of resources. Often it's a lack of resourcefulness, I think. Um, and, you know, like there's yes, going to be times when you can't, yeah you can't be perfect and you can't eat to your plan, but you can make good choices. Like for example, on the weekend we went out, we went out with these friends of ours, this couple that we know and we love them. And if they're listening to this podcast, they'll know who they are. Um, but <laughs> when we, so like Craig and I are like really on the protein, you know, like not just eat protein, but when we go out, we always like, I, and we, we always think, okay, we need to make sure we get adequate protein and then obviously the carbs on top and like they, they ordered these salads, like broccoli, broccoli salad and fucking, I don't know. Um, was like, what's the other one? The white one. What's the albino broccoli? Cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> albino broccoli salad. And I was just thinking in my head, oh my God, there's just no protein in that. I'm like, there's not even any carbs. I'm like, it's just a bit of fatty dressing. And I was thinking, oh, that's not going to be very good. I'm like, where, yeah. <laughs> where? We're like, because we went to this thing in Brisbane, this saw this DJ play with one of our friends for their birthday. And we met them at the Howard Smith Wharf for lunch. And we, I just had a couple of ciders, which were really nice. They make these like watermelon and, um, but they're low alcohol, like 4%, which is good. Strawberry something. Anyway, so Craig and I both ordered steak. So I had an eye fillet and I just got a baked potato on the side and then I had my two ciders. And then I had a couple of Cokes. So I needed a bit more carbs. And then we went out. What was the next meal we ate? Oh, that's right. We we don't think we ate then until after we got home. So we just got some Uber Eats. So we ordered steak again. <laughs> you know, but like I think, you know, once once you learn sort of the basics, then it's just about sometimes making the best choices that you can when you're out, mm. you know, and you can usually always get some form of protein and like you can get some form of carbs like potatoes or rice and, you know, just don't order like fish and chips and then drink 10 beers. You know, you, you just... <laughs> have to just practice some moderation, moderation. Mm. But once you learn the basic fundamentals and then also again, you know, really just listen, when I say listen to your body, like, you know, when, when we go out, we've been, and like I said, we've been going out a lot recently. We've had family here and stuff. So, um, uh, we went to dinner, where was it at Koi, which is one of our favorite restaurants. And we got the, we always get oysters because we just, when we go out, we get oysters. And then I got um, the yummy barramundi. It was sort of grilled, crispy skin. I don't know. It was on some vegetables thing. And then we ordered some mashed potato. 
And I just ate like a small amount of the mashed potato and had the um the barramundi. I just ate till I was full. You know, I was like, okay, do I feel full? Yep. And then I went home and had my normal ice cream with my um raspberry jam. So, you know, you can get to that place. But then again, like if you can't eat to your plan, just make good decisions. Make the best decisions you can instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Because I think that's what a lot of women do. And that's what I yeah. used to do. Yeah. I can't be perfect. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna destroy the whole day. Yeah. But, you know, once you, I think when a woman, a lot of women do a program and I'm like, this is once you realize that you can eat fucking delicious food every day, it's not the last time, you know, like when you go out, I just eat the same foods that we eat at home. Like we had these amazing beef, slow cooked beef ribs last Sunday. They were the bomb. Oh, oh God, they were good, weren't they? It's just yeah. uh, God's food right there. So good. We trimmed it's them up, incredible. slow cooked in the oven for five hours. So easy. We made oh. some air fried chips and I had some, ju- I just really felt like sometimes I have a Coke, but I really just felt like I was craving watermelon and orange juice. Had that. You know, it's like, that's delicious. Mm. You know, so when you go out, you're not thinking, oh my God, you know, I could smash 10 pizzas and 10 bottles of wine because I'm so hungry. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's, you're just eating. It's just yeah. normal eating and you're not, yeah. And that, that's the thing, like when you, you know, just as a rough rule of thumb too, like if you do find yourself in situations, try and like stick to protein, protein. sources, but actually eat those protein sources first. You mm. know, so if you get a steak, just sit there and try and eat the steak. And then that way, if you've got like a huge side of, mashed potato or you know, whatever it is like oh you know that's very very carby or you know might, might be a lot bit fatty you'll just find that um eating those that that steak or that piece of fish first because it's so satiating it will actually like reduce a lot of that hunger singling and you'll find you'll just kind of eat and it's very easy to moderate you'll probably just eat till you kind of feel pretty good but you won't smash it but if you mm-hmm. just go straight into the carbs you it's unlikely that you'll eat much of the protein if at all at the end of it because you'll be too full and you kind of you know missing out on you know that kind of thermic effect of food by just getting enough protein in for the end of the day and 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 you know like it, it just it makes sense to do it that way so that way you can kind of go out and you can still enjoy yourself within moderation and not feel guilty that maybe you haven't been sticking to the plan as rigid religiously as you need to but it's just like protein is always the main thing that you always want to be focusing on so it's just like there, there are ways to make you know social events easy you've just got to yeah. you know, make some good choices, eat the yeah. protein first, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm always like a crazy, and, I'm always a steak and Coke guy, right? Like I have, <laughs> I want to have a drink. I don't drink, obviously I don't drink alcohol, but I, I you know, I, I love drinking Coke. It's my favorite thing. Um, and the other day when we went out, like I'd had a Coke, a few Cokes throughout the day and the people were with, they're like, and every time I see you, you're always drinking Coke. Like, how do you, do you just drink like, Coke? how do you stay like so lean? I'm like, well, I don't, drink like this all day and i, I, don't, well, I don't, <laughs> don't drink like this every day like this is just happens to be on this particular occasion because yeah, we were also we weren't we didn't eat enough that day either like both of us i was like smashing the coke mm-hmm. so i was like oh i've got to keep the sugar up you know i need the sugar I but i was just i was just yeah, yeah. All, all i focused on was just like whenever we sat down to ate something i was just like make sure i just get a decent protein uh, served, and then then i would just have coke yeah like it was easy you know and i probably massively under ate for the rest of the day but that then it kind of works out. I've hit my protein goal, which is the most important thing. That's obviously, you know, keeping my body composition and, and muscle mass where it needs to be. And then just drink Coke just to be a bit social. And it was easy, you know, I actually woke up loaded the next day. Yeah. You know, like, you know, there's fundamental ways, but at the end of the day, like that's, that's something that we've done a lot of and we've, you know, worked that out over time. Um, and if we were doing it, like right now we're both at main muscle, we're trying to build muscle. So if we were doing a fat loss phase, we'd have to just rein it in, you know, yeah, you'd have yeah, to tighten yeah. the reins for a bit. You know, that's just what it is. Yeah. Like, 
you know, and it's not forever. It's not forever. And that's what you have no, to remember. When I'm once... really dialed in those phases, I just say no to people. I just, I, I just don't go out. I'm, I mean, there, there well, was he does go out. He does go out or he'll, he'll just eat before and he'll, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I'll do other things, yeah. but like yeah. it's, but, but that, that's a decision that I make because of the result that I want for that particular point in time. You know, so if I want to get like lean, lean sort of thing, and it's just like, well, th- there's a level that you have to go to to do that. Now, I'm not saying that everyone has to do that, but no, that's but, a decision that I would make. And I think you can maintain right. like a lot good, lot, like I think I'm not, I'm not super lean, no. but I'm lean and I've got lots of muscle. And I think I've got a great balance. So I could go out, still go out, yeah, but yeah. St- strong, I'm strong. So it's yeah. like you got to build you, that base you, and I'm active. Put the work in years ago to get to a point where. You know, if you're in a muscle gain phase, you're in a slight surplus. If you're in a calorie deficit, you're in a slight calorie deficit. And there's a, it's, it's, it's not like drastic. It's not like you've got to lose 10 kilos. You only no, need to lose no. two or three. If you want to get lean, lean, and then you put a little yeah, bit I'd have to, softer. Yeah. I'd have to tighten it up, but I'm yeah. just like, but everyone I don't can want get to, do to that. that situation. You've just got to be prepared. If you, especially if you're starting, you've got 10, 15, 20 kilos to lose, whatever it is. Like you've got to put in that work for a long time mm. to just. But it wouldn't be. Yeah. To, yeah. But you, once months. you get there. You know, and strong, get strong, folks in the gym. And that, again, that takes time though. You know, you can't rush, unfortunately, rush that. Like it just. No, you can't. But but I look at like our best transformations. But it's, it's, yeah, they they all take a decent amount of time, but it's just like, you've got to fall in love with the journey, not the destination. I know, you know, it's like, this is where I want to be. I'm like, I know that, but you're going to have to go through this process like everyone else. Especially if you've like, you have to, again, like back to being realistic, it's like, you want to look like this, but you've been doing what you've been doing for 30 years. Mm. Like it's just, you have to give it the time that it needs, yeah. you know, like you, you can't, it's so unrealistic. Yeah. And, but the, on the other hand, I'm like, some people just don't want to live the lifestyle and that's totally okay. Like I've got friends who aren't in great shape, you know, they do some exercise and they try and eat okay, but you know, they drink a lot and you know, they don't eat that well, but they're happy. Mm. They never fucking whinge to me about how they're like, oh, I can't fit into my clothes and I've got low energy and, you know, they're like, just accept it. They're just like, this is, I want to, I really enjoy being social. They really enjoy drinking, you know, and like, they're awesome to hang out with because they don't fucking whinge about shit that they're not going to change. So I think you have to just either suck it up and go, I, this is, or, or go somewhere in the middle, you know, like. It, it, wherever you land, you've just got to accept that and go where or where as I want to be. Am I willing to put the work in? No, then accept it yep. and be happy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, like that's it. And I know it probably seems a bit harsh, but I think as soon as you can do that, it just becomes so much easier. You're not torturing yourself. Yeah. 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 Anything else to add? No, no, no. I'm pretty good into that now. Okay, good. Get that out of my system. <laughs> No, but but seriously, like I, I, you know, what Kitty said before, like I do really care. It just he cares a lot about clients. I I probably care too much where it actually I end up having a fucking aneurysm because of it. But like, it's it's just when, as a coach, when you're you're doing your best to really kind of make the process as easy to follow as possible, and when the basic things aren't being done and you're met with attitude, it's the worst. Right. And everyone has questions, but there has to be a level of ownership that comes with that. And when people don't own the shit that they haven't done, um, it's, 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 it, it takes, it takes toll. I think though, it's like, you just have to realize that the only person that can save you is you. And like that extreme ownership is really empowering. Cause as soon as you start to blame someone, 
or blame anyone, even it could not be the coach. It could be, oh, it's the kids or my partner or whatever. I'm not saying that it's not hard. I'm not saying that. But when you start to blame everyone else, you give away your power. You've mm. lost it. Yeah. Like, But when you take extreme ownership, it's like, wow, okay, cool. This is in my control, which means I can change it, which means I can improve it, which means I can get to where I want to be. doesn't mean it'll be easy. doesn't mean it'll be quick, but yep. I can do it. Yep. And it's worth it because fuck off if you want to get to 90 and like be think, oh, gee, I regret. Or oh, you're probably not even going to get to bloody 90. Like, you know, how old you get and you're still feeling shit about your body. You're still tired. You you know, so many women say to me, oh, my parents, you know, Kitty, they're overweight. They're not very mobile. They're so sick. And and I really don't want to be like that. I'm like, well, fuck, isn't that enough, enough. Yeah. To, to make you want to do it now? Because mm. you don't want to end up like your parents. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And they don't have the education. Like a lot of parents, yeah. like my, my folks in their 70s, they're not going to learn any of this stuff now. Like, yeah. No, they're not going to change. You've, you've, yeah, they're so ingrained, but they come from such a, a different, you know, psychological mindset around how food should be and how things should be done. That it's, 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 you know, for me with with my folks and even probably with yours to a degree. Like I just, mom I just tries. love them. My and mom I just tries. smile, and I'm she, like, oh, that's good. She takes that's the liver one. capsules and she takes the collagen. Yeah. And she she tries to like she's better than dad. Dad just doesn't. Like he's so set in his like mindset about shit, but mum at least will try, but she just loves drinking. They love drinking and they love, <laughs> they, they, they love eating too. And they don't really do a lot of exercise. They, mm. they walk every day, but they don't do any strength training. You know, like dad's like, I'd rather live five less years and drink, you know, and have like, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. But, and it's, it's hard to sort of change that, but the, the point yeah. is, but you know, for anyone listening to this, it's just like, you, you've, you've got that power to, to, you know, make the decisions to just not be that. And you don't have to make all of the decisions today. Just make one today and improve on that and then make a couple more in a few days time and then just let that accumulate. Mm. You know? mm. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks again, Craig. Oh, uh, and just, it's a great pleasure. You just added re- some, uh, some great uh, pieces there also. Oh, thanks very much, Craig. <laughs> yeah, no worries. No worries. You're actually pretty smart sometimes too, man. Sometimes, not just a foghorn, not just a pretty face. Hey, hey, babe. Now he's trying to backpedal. Ah, <laughs> uh, so uh, just a reminder, everyone. Um, you know, seven days. I'm going to pop that link below. Jump in, grab that twenty-seven dollars lifetime access. What a bargain! Uh, and don't forget to rate and review the podcast and take a screenshot of the episode and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. And then each month I pick a winner and they will get a tub of Saturate Premium Collagen for free. Thanks again. And uh, we will, I'll see you next week, Craig. Okay, bye.